the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friends, to the 11th segment episode. If you know what I mean by 11th, what I'm referring to, text me on our text line 703-869-1262 and you'll get signed copies of all my books. If you're into fantasy, you know what 11th refers to. I don't know what number we are. 23, I think, maybe. And we are, as always, back with my co-host, my Former colleague now, I think he's my colleague again in a in a certain special way. I think we may have to refer to you, Baron Boris, as my brother from another mother. You know oh, why? I like that. I like that one. Yes. You know why? Why? Because I just realized as I was listening to that music that our career trajectories, even our, our life backgrounds, have more similarities than most. Oh, that's for sure. So my parents escape communist Hungary. Your parents escape the Russian Federation. Uh, we're both immigrants. We both end up in the White House. OG team in the White House. Then you move on to a life in the media. Very successful. Check out breakfastwithboris.com. Now you're back as tr- tr- str- I'm going to do this without notes. Strategic advisor for coalitions. Yes. To the got it. I, wow. 48th time, right? Uh, you're back on the Trump campaign as a senior strategic advisor. And guess what happens this week? I'm back working for the president of the United States on his National Security Defense Board. So there's a certain kind of, what do they call it in D.C.? Synergistic complementarity, Boris. Oh, yeah, synergistic complementarity. <laughs> That's a good word. That's just, just a nice small word that doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> I love it's, it. It's, it's, it. It is... Deep state ga- jargon, but but don't you think there's a kind of parallelism going on? Of there? course, of course, and you know what? But you know what it speaks to? What it speaks to the fact that Donald Trump has gathered around himself a team not of lifelong Washington D.C. think tank operatives, but of people who've lived real lives yes. and, and have real backgrounds. And who and, can go in and out right. of you know, real-world stuff back in policy, who don't have these sinecures for 20, 30 years as part of the deep state. Exactly. That's exactly right. And that's the beauty of the Trump administration and of the Trump movement in that it combines in itself people like you and me who, yes, have very similar backgrounds and, let's be honest, have taken a lot of heat from the angry liberal far left for those backgrounds because, oh, you're you're connected to the former Soviet Union. That means you're a bad person or you're connected to Hungary. You're a bad person. Let's be honest. The identity politics, the hate and the, you know, 
the real, you know, ethnic, uh, you know, discrimination yes. comes from the left. It doesn't. Come what do you mean you're not just a, from the right? What do you mean you're not a term member of the Council on Foreign Relations? What do you mean you haven't been a senior fellow at this that sinecure for decades in D.C.? You know, t- suckling at the teat of the government, taxpayer, and sponsors and donors. They hate when you're not part of that circle, Boris. Ooh, they hate you, don't right. they? Right. It's the establishmentarians, right? Yes. That's, yes. that's what Donald Trump fought against. First, he defeated the Republican establishment. Then he defeated the Democrat establishment. And now he's going to defeat the establishment that goes all the way back to the 1800s. And that's Joe Biden. Because I think, what's Joe Biden's <laughs> birth year? I think it was 1837 I saw He was somewhere. there for the Revolutionary War. He was on the wrong side. But I think he was oh, there. I think he was, he was there. He was a red coat. Okay, right. I got you. Hey, okay, okay, okay. So, so Joe Biden is somewhere, what? In the you know in the 240 year range now that makes that makes perfect sense to me I I'm I'm a buyer on that I'm can, a buyer on that but, I, but but in all seriousness yes uh, first of all my friend congratulations on the honor of being appointed by the president to the National Security Education Board such an important undertaking and I'm so glad that a true champion a true fighter a general in the fight. <laughs> for the Trump agenda is going to be taking such a major role, and, and, and I couldn't be happier. I tweeted about it, and it's you did. from the heart. Really gracious tweets. Thank from you, Boris. From the Thank heart, you, my Boris. friend. And it's great to now, again, be both of us working in our own ways for the one, the only, President Donald J. Trump. I, I'm in trouble now because okay, during, during the radio show for a year and a half, I always sign off segments. So I sign off the show, show saying, former strategist to President Trump. And it's like, I can't do that anymore because he's my boss again. That's right. We're going to have to think of something new. Anyway, we'll work it out. Um, here's, here's a little soundbite that I'm going to drop on you, because for those who haven't caught the news or who were traveling on vacation as I was last week, the fact is this was announced yesterday by the White House. And today I went back to see my old new boss and we had a chat in the Oval Office. And at the end, he had a message for all of you guys. Hi, this is President Trump, and Sebastian is really a friend of mine. He's a great guy. He's been with me from the beginning. Listen to him. We all learn. That was a few moments ago in the I love it. Isn't that cool? Um, That is so great. I love that. Let me share this with you, because you'll appreciate this. And for our listeners who, who aren't familiar, what he does, because he knows me from old, and I'm not there for a protocol thing, you know, I was just there to say thank you to catch up. I, I go into the Oval today, and it's just him and me. And he's on the phone, and he's talking to a very senior person on the campaign, no names. And he lets me listen to him work. And, he, you know, he puts it on speakerphone. I'm sitting there waiting to, to say thank you to him and have a chat and catch up. Boris, this guy didn't have any note cards, didn't have anything typed out. And he started talking about Jeff Sessions and then race after race after race he knew the names. Right. He knew the congressional district That's numbers. He, he knew the flipping polling figures. All in his cranium. I even said at the end of the call, I said, Mr. President, how do you do that? He doesn't have a computer in front of him. He has nothing. Right. I mean, it's stunning. And just compare that to Sleepy Creepy Joe. 
while sleepy, creepy plagiarist Joe couldn't even <laughs> tell you what election year. I mean, all jokes aside, right? The, Joe didn't even know what that Super Tuesday wasn't right. on a Thursday. Right. So you, I, you know, you're 100 percent correct. The president and I've witnessed this. You've witnessed it. He has this unbelievable knack and ability to store so much information. He could tell you about, as you said, polling numbers, results from different races around the country, but he can still also tell you about the inner workings of the ice rink he built in Central Park in the (laughs) 1980s. Or or what's happening in Iran today, or what's happening with the Chinese coronavirus. The range and and, and the steel trap capacity for detail, it's just, it's rare. It's truly rare, Boris. It's really unbelievable. I'm so glad you got to see him and and, and say hello. I'm honored to have been in touch recently, too. So the the president is there for those who are loyal to him, and most importantly, he's there for this wonderful, beautiful country for America. He's standing up for America, standing up for American history, and standing up for the American future. All right, Boris, it's called The Battle for 1600. And that's our podcast. I did it again while I was on vacation. And thank you for reaching out and doing it. We did a mini, mini podcast when you were guest hosting for me here on The Daily Show. Thank you for making that happen, my friend. Um, let's – I'm going to be blunt with you, okay? Okay, do be- it, do Because it, do people it. appreciate it. And this is the second time I've listened to our podcast after we recorded it because it's different from the radio show. And, and I want to see why people love it so much in terms of – what we call it, the banter, and it really does work. And now I'm going to be a little bit, not heavy, but but candid. It's been a, it's been a tough eight, nine days. Voices on our side saying we have issues, the president's in trouble, look at the polls, look at his response to various things, look at what Biden is doing. And, and Boris, um, I just don't get it. So... Talk to us about what you've seen in the last week, especially, my gosh, I told the president today, the Rushmore speech, his best to date, period. And you guys are worried? No doubt about it. And what you're seeing, and I'm sure the president has overall response to it was, hey, we're going to be fine. Yes, you know, exactly. We're going to be fine. So even... A new poll that just came out, Rasmussen poll, has Biden at 47, Trump at 44, so within a, within the margin of error. That is a plus seven. What? You heard it right. What? Plus seven shift to Donald Trump in one week. So, the <sighs> and this is a, the Rasmussen poll generally yes. is, a, is a strong Solid. poll. Solid poll. Yeah. So, that's a, that's a huge shift toward the president. And a huge shift against plagiarist Joe because he's a mess. He's a disaster. He can't get out of his way. He called Arizona a city within the last 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. He just doesn't know what he's doing. And, 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 and the real truth of it is that he's a Trojan horse, right? The Trump campaign did a great ad on this. Sleepy, creepy, plagiarist Joe is a Trojan horse for AOC, for Bobby Francis O'Rourke, for <laughs> Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, for the far left that really cannot stand the true foundation of this country. That's who Joe Biden is. He's an empty vessel. He's not a leader. He's not somebody we could trust. He's somebody who is a just an, a floating ship, but ship being led 
by far left radical forces in this country. And, you know, to those of us who you know, may not be as into uh, you know, Greek mythology as some others, right? <laughs> What's a Trojan horse? Trojan a Trojan horse. A Trojan horse is something that, that appears to be uh, something innocuous or something that's positive, friendly, a right? positive, right? And then once it, it's led in into it's led into your uh, confines, be it your home or be it your city, in that case, in, in the case of the actual Trojan horse, and then it turns out to be deadly. Yeah, the, sub- it, the subversive elements crawl out and destroy everything you love. They pillage and massacre everything you love. So what are we saying Joe Biden would do? Here's what Joe Biden would do. Joe Biden already said if he's able to get control of the Senate, they're getting rid of the filibuster, which, by the way, Senator McConnell should have done ages Yes. Ago, okay? Yes. We all know the Democrats are going to do it. So we're just – this is what Republicans do. Just just sit and, and insist on some sort of old precedent when you know the Democrats would throw it out with the trash, okay? Right. Right. So the Democrats throw out the filibuster. Next thing you know, they're going to pass everything – and anything under the sun. You're going to have the Green New Deal, which will kill millions of jobs. You're going to have your gun rights taken away. You're going to have China back in control of American manufacturing. It is going to be the... And, and this is not hyperbole. This is not hyperbole. And I talked a lot about this on when I had the honor of guest hosting for this show last week, for your, for your radio show, America First, last week. This is an opportunity for the left to take over America and make it unrecognizable. Yeah. And and can I just mention, because people keep telling me about you hosting my show, man, you and Don Jr., that was on fire. Right, it was blast. Hey, that was all done. He, I set it up, and he, boom. You know, I asked the questions, and he took it, and he ran with it. I mean, he really crushed it. No, nicely done. So let, let's let's just break this down a little bit. It's not hyperbole. It's a statement of fact. What happened yesterday in that empty room? I mean, it's so creepy. You you have this. It's it's like you know when people say they faked the moon landing. Okay, it's like faking an attempt to look presidential when Biden goes into this massive empty room with the, the black backdrop and the, the stars and stripes and his teleprompter screens and he stands at the podium. There's nobody in the room. It's, it's empty. There's like three people and he pretends he's giving a quasi-presidential speech. But what is it? Listen to the content of the man who thinks Arizona is a city. He basically embraced the radical green new steel. AOC's plan, this idea that would be the biggest nationalization of the of any economy, and forget the Soviet Union, Stalin would have blown his mind to get this kind of control, banning private use of gasoline engines, saying beef is bad, making air travel impossible. They didn't even try that in the Soviet Union, Boris. Well, no, because even in the Soviet Union, they knew that you that you need industry to build. Okay, <laughs> jobs. You, you know, you can't. You, can't cow, you know, regulating cow farts is only going Regu- to take you that far. Oh my gosh! Don't even mention Burger King. But 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 yesterday, for me, it's simple. If you're if you're alive, if you're breathing, if you've got a pulse, yesterday was on black and white. Sleepy creepy Joe's capitulation totally. to the radicals. One. Hundred percent. He's done. He's a, a, a agent for the far left. 
And it's not even the Democrats anymore. It's Democrats, socialists. Yes. I'm, at, I'm going to have an op-ed coming out in the next 24 hours. Very cool. And, and what, is, what is the op-ed? I can't say yet. Okay. okay. Can't say it. But this op-ed is going to talk about how Joe Biden is plagiarizing from anybody and everybody. He'll t- he's trying to take the name of Trump policies because they're good policies. Yeah. But he's taking the meat from Democrats, socialists, Bernie Sanders, Bernie, he has a AOC. deal. He has a deal with Bernie. I mean, Bernie, Bernie already referred to him as the most progressive progressive presidential candidate since FDR. So, you know, we like to keep it light on this podcast. There's no doubt about it. But, but, but there's a time and a moment when people have to hear the truth. And the truth is that Joe Biden cannot be trusted at the wheel of this country. I mean, defund the police. Yeah. Joe Biden and Joe Biden's America, me and you would not let our wives walk on the street alone. No way. No way. And I'm not, I, I don't want to live in that country. I, and I, I, I'm confident in the polling I'm seeing and the polling that I'm talking about from Rasmussen, but also the internal polls at the Trump campaign, that that is absolutely 100% resonating with the American people. So walk us through what you expect. We've got 110. I can't believe we're down to 110 days. Wow. Um, what's it going to look like? It's only going to be three debates, correct? No, I, not four. Well, I would, I would, I wish there would be seven debates. <laughs> you know, there'd but- be nothing left. Okay, talk, talk us through if there's three. What's, what's gonna? I, I mean, he's just gonna destroy him, isn't he? He's absolute. The president is going to annihilate Joe Biden. Now, here's what we do have to be careful about. We have to be careful that that the. the, the expectations are not set too low for Joe Biden, okay? Right. Because if the expectation is, well, Joe Biden, you know, does not soil himself on stage, (laughs) and then he gets through those two hours and doesn't, which there's always a chance, then, well, you know, that's too low of an expectation. The expectation from a debate should be that Joe Biden shows to have the stamina and the mental and physical fitness necessary to be president, okay? That is the bar. That's the bar we have to set. No. And, and and is Joe Biden going to jump over that bar? No, there's no way. Don't know how. President Trump is going to annihilate him in the debates. So you're looking at three debates. I'd rather there were 23, but Joe Biden is already ducking the the. He's already ducked the fourth one. So you've got three debates and 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 hand to hand combat from here till November third. So um, again, I'm going to be blunt, be candid. That's why you guys appreciate this show. If you like the battle for 1600. Please give us a review wherever you get your podcast. Spread the word. We did this. We had this crazy idea. What was it? My gosh. Just a couple of months ago. And you guys love it. And we thank you for your support. This is number 24, by the way. 24. Oh, my gosh. That's a nice number. We like that. Yeah, it is a good number. Um, l- let, me, let me run this by you. Because, again, we're, we're not here to, to, to just blow V8 and to cover stuff up. We're here to be truthful and candid. <sighs> Elections, it is said, are one on two things. The pocketbook, right? Remember? Mm-hmm. Yes. With money, 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 the economy. And the second, when it comes to demographics, it's one in the middle. You and I are political animals, okay? Uh, each side has a base. There's the MAGA base, okay? Then there are the crazies on the left, the, the BLM, Antifa, Bernie bro base as well. Right. To win... One of those sides has to, in the last few weeks, appeal 
to the center, the people who don't watch news TV, who don't rich, read the op-ed pieces, who just want to make sure they can pay their bills at the end of the month and then and think, on, yeah, right. and think it's, their, you know, it's their civic duty to vote, but they're not in the mix of things all the time. They're not obsessive. Right. Now, um, what about this danger? Tell me if, if this is a danger at all. That the, we know the president, incredibly robust, an individual who wiped the floor with 16 other candidates, most of them real rhino establishment people who had the back of, of the rest of the establishment. He, not a problem. First time he ran, he won. He became the Republican candidate. Then he defeats Hillary. What happens if the president is his, his old self for those three debates, robust, combative, a winner, and sleepy, creepy Joe comes off looking pathetic, like an old man who's lost his cognitive capacity, doesn't know how to respond, you know, extemporaneously live on stage. Is there any danger, Boris, as a, a ca- old campaign hand, not just now but previously, that that middle, that apolitical middle in America, those tens of millions of Americans, feel sorry for Joe and feel sympathetic to Joe? Is that a danger politically? They may feel sympathetic and feel sorry for him in sort of a pathetic way, but that's not the way you win the presidency. If you look at the history of American elections, the guy who looks stronger, the person who looks more powerful. Yes, the, the, al- the alpha dog. The alpha, the, the, the sort of more... How do I how do I put this perfectly? The the individual you would want to lead you out of a the guy who looks a like jam. a leader, right? The, the leader, guy who looks like a leader, right. the leader, the man, or you know, Hillary was the was was a a woman. The America doesn't America wants a woman president, just not that woman president. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So so the, the the man or woman who is the, who looks like the leader, who acts the part, and who convinces the American people that they are. The strong leader are the ones who win. And then if you look at the history of, of debates, really the first televised debate was Kennedy versus Nixon. And, and, and Kennedy appeared more vibrant, yep. more robust, stronger, clean more shaven, decisive. Remember the clean, five o'clock shadow? Right. Clean shaven, not sweating. And Nixon appeared pathetic and sad. And maybe somebody would have had a sympathy for him, but they didn't want him as, as, pre- <laughs> but, as their did, president. They didn't want him in control of the nuclear football. No, they don't want right? him as their, as their president. So in the debates, expect, expect Joe Biden to stumble a lot, to mis, misuse terms a lot, to misremember things yes. a lot. And that is going to be and, devastating. And you know what I think him. is going to happen? Because we saw this, remember, in that, that Ford factory He's going to get something really significant wrong, live, and he's going to get belligerent. You know, like that cranky old man when that person said, what about my Second Amendment rights? And he got really Really angry. And he's going to get angry live on TV, and it's not going to look good. No, and he's going to get called out for it because the president is going to stand for it. The president is going to call him out and say, you are not fit to be president, Joe Biden. President Trump is going to take it to him. He's not not going to pussyfoot around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, are you allowed to say that in the podcast? Pussyfoot. I don't. I don't think the word Donald Trump, the words Donald Trump and pussyfoot, have ever been put in a sentence until now, because they do not exist in the same universe. You mentioned women. You mentioned presidential women or leaders who could be president. You even mentioned Hillary. He there. He went there. Boris went there. I and I did. And I. You know what? I did. And I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm confident in doing so because this country is not 
a country of sexists. It's no. not a country of racists. It's a country that's, that's accepting and a country that wants whoever the best leader is. And guess what? <laughs> she just wasn't the best leader. Can, can I say something bloody obvious? Okay. Sure. <laughs> if we were a racist, misogynist, what did, what did Hillary call all of us? Islamophobe, homophobe, blah, 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 blah. If we were any of those things, we would not be a magnet for legal and illegal immigration, the biggest magnet in the world. Why do people literally from Cuba right. make homemade rafts to cross shark-infested waters to get to Miami? Because this nation has nothing to do with those traits. If you're an immigrant, if you're white, black, brown, puce, it doesn't matter. If you believe in our founding values, you can be an American. But you mentioned Hillary. I want to talk about her. I want to talk about Maisie Hirono. We have uh, an audio cut uh, that I was going to use on the show yesterday, but I never got to. This is, uh, of course, it's the Comedy Channel. And this is Trevor Noah with The Woman. What was that, what was that film, book? Oh, yes, Kipling, The Man Who Would Be King. Fabulous movie, by the way. If you haven't seen it, Sean Connery, Michael Caine. Wow. Yes, Watch good, it this weekend. Um, this is the woman who would uh, be president, never, ever will be, making a certain observation about your boss and mine, the president of the United States. Cut nine. Are, are you at all concerned about uh, irregularities in voting or fraud? Is there a part of you that, that is worried that Donald Trump would be able to use any of those stories to try and undermine the entire election and say, you see, there's that one and there's that one. I don't think we should trust this election at all because it says that I've lost. Well, I think it is um, a fair point to raise as to whether or not if he loses, um, he's going to go quietly or not. Uh, And we have to be ready for that. Well, first things first, I'm glad it was the comedy channel uh, with uh, a Democrat asking a Democrat whether the Democrats are concerned about election fraud. The, the only way the Democrats are concerned about election fraud, Baron, is if it's not happening enough. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the second thing is that we need to be ready. Hil- Hillary! Hillary needs to be ready if the president loses and doesn't leave the White House quietly. Can you you're a historian, okay? You always inject fabulous historic perspective into our podcast here, The Battle for 1600. Can you remind me, it was, it's, it, it's lost in the mists eons ago of ancient history. W- what happened on the election night in 2016 with Hillary? Well, she expected that she would win and that President Trump would, quote, unquote, not accept the election. Yes. But guess what? What happened? She, she got crushed. We won. <laughs> and then she still hasn't accepted defeat. That's what really happened. She and refused. Then, and then they tried to perpetuate. She refused. She never came out. She, she had her. Podesta. Put, you know, she Podesta. wheeled out Podesta. Yeah. She wheeled out John Podesta, her lapdog. Okay. And, and you know what? Even then. They never accepted it. Right. They never accepted it. They perpetrated the Russia hoax. They never accepted defeat. And and now she's still doing it. I mean, I tell you this, I almost got PTSD from listening to her. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Know? And I mean, to your first point, I mean, I have a question for you. How deeply do you think that goes in terms of it happening too much? I mean, how deeply do you think that issue goes with the Democrats? You mean election fraud? 
Yes. Look, it's a fact. It happens. Read the documented cases. The judge who was just recently sentenced for um, stuffing ballots. Uh, Breitbart keeps track of all the concrete legal cases of election fraud. It's re- what you are being told doesn't happen, happens. happens and it happens it, exclusively, right. almost exclusively with Democrat players, de- Democrat officials and Democrat candidates. Now, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not inside the machine. I volunteer. I volunteer for the GOP. I volunteered on the recent primary here in Virginia. My wife volunteers for, for the local precinct captain. B- but we're not inside the mechanism, and, and, and you are actually working for the Trump campaign. This is, this is my response, and, and, and tell me what you think. I think election fraud is a serious problem. However, what I'm more concerned about is two things. Uh, the exploitation of things which aren't exactly fraudulent but are not what the Founding Fathers intended and make for a very uh, unreliable um, end result. What do I mean by that? I mean early voting and ballot harvesting, okay? These things have me seriously concerned. The idea that Nancy Pelosi is trying to federalize ballot harvesting in the COVID Care Act, which means anybody without any authorization can collect thousands of votes by other people and then dump them at a polling station. I'm sorry, we didn't fight a revolutionary war with Britain to have ballot harvesting. And then the second one, and and this is one that concerns me more, um, yeah, probably more, is just mobilization. Elections are about mobilization. And we on the right, Boris, we are individualists. We believe in rugged individualism, the, the, the thing that de Tocqueville described as the essence of how America was established and, and, and how, how the West was won. As a result, we're not a collectivist Borg. We're not, we're not groupthink drones in some kind of mob. The left, by definition, ideologically, is a collectivist Group, they, they, they really believe the, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. That's the left. That's the ideology. Therefore, their propensity, their capacity to mobilize en bloc is easier than it is for us. And that's what we have to take seriously. We have to really mobilize our side. W- what's your response, Boris? I agree 100%. I, the, the left is so obsessed with getting power that they will do that in any way at any cost, at any rate they can. And that is exactly what voter fraud is about. Right. Trying to send ballots to cats, as the New York Post reported. Trying to, yeah. sell, trying to send ballots to inactive voters, wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars, as was recently done in Nevada, I believe. In New Jersey, you've got, you, you had 19% of ballots rejected for being fraudulent in a recent Patterson election. This is real. Voter fraud is real, and voter fraud is overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly in favor of Democrats. There yes. are sure. Have there been instances? Yes, there was the congressman in North Carolina, the, the, the the election in North Carolina, which blew up because there was widespread voter fraud. Yes, and I condemn voter fraud by anybody and everybody, but the numbers will show that voter fraud overwhelmingly is undertaken by and for the benefit of Democrats. Why? Because they can't win elections fair and square. Yes. Why? Because their policies are absolute nonsense. We don't need it because we have policies that work, right? That's the big difference. We don't I mean, need did, it. You, did you see the LA Times put out an op-ed saying it's time to retire the Star-Spangled Banner? Yes. I'm going to discuss it on the show today. Okay. I, 
it took everything in me. So I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just I hope you weren't holding something fragile when you saw I, that. Right. I'm very active on Twitter, as are you. And actually, yes. I've been helping some younger folks at the campaign, otherwise, to, to talk about you know, how I use Twitter and what's most effective. And one of the things I usually say is, don't curse, okay? No, never. Don't, and I don't, don't even retweet people who curse. Right. It's because, a rule. It's just that's what the left does. Yes. The left curses because, you know, you had that idiot Adam Perhomenko. I sent you this tweet. You know, the, the lifelong Clinton loser. He's a who, psycho. I'm total sorry. Total psycho. Tried to, tried to pick a – literally invited me to, quote, unquote, fight him at his house. It's like, dude, I'm not going to whatever hovel you live in. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not interested. God bless you. Okay? Yeah. No, he, so, he has issues. He's got real problems. But – the the you know and 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 his second tweet at me was f this f that f that right but when I saw the L A Times thing it took everything in my body not to just tweet three words go <laughs> the word that rhymes with puck, go frog yourself yes and yourself yes, yes right okay and but then I found it I found a, I found a gif that's from the office that literally said go puck yourself with the p nicely and done. I tweet, I tweeted that okay nicely done. and it got off my chest but we're kidding around we're but the bigger point is that's what the left is they want to they want to cancel our flag they want to cancel our our our, our national anthem they've already want they want to cancel the president they want to cancel latin american foods goya because their <sighs> ceo is, is supporter of the president they want to cancel people like jenna ellis who is a smart A real constitutional law professor, unlike Obama, one who's actually taught it. Right. And she's a a strong woman of strong religious beliefs. And you know what? That doesn't fit the leftist narrative. Nope. It's it's, like a black conservative. Not not allowed. Not allowed. allowed. You ain't black. No, you ain't black. That's what what Joe Biden thinks. And by the way, in other polling, Zogby said that Joe Biden's approval, Joe Biden's support with the black community is plummeting. Yes. And Donald Trump is already at about 14%. Okay? What we have to do, we have to translate that popularity to votes. That's Absolutely. what we have to do. And that's why we are so excited that you are where you need to be a strategic advisor for coalitions on the Trump 2020 campaign. Follow him right now. I haven't even mentioned his Twitter page, Boris EP, and also breakfastwithboris.com. Uh, I'm Seb Gorka on Twitter, and the, and the website for the show is uh, sebgorka.com. We're almost out of time. I, I mentioned this earlier. I have to ask you because it kind of, kind of blew my mind. I just, I just did not want to believe it. Excuse me? Maisie Hirono, who's in favor of having rail connections from the mainland to Hawaii. I'm not joking. Look it up. Uh, Maisie Hirono being floated as a potential vice president candidate to Biden. Is somebody having a bad joke, Boris? Well, I mean, look what they do. First, it's Maisie Hirono who thinks that supporters of the president are white supremacists. Yes. I tweeted, I come, I haven't done the 23 Me, you know, because China controls it, and I don't, <laughs> and, and I, but I literally do not know of one ancestor of mine who's not Jewish. I don't know of one, okay? So, and I, and, and I know everybody going back to my grandparents, great-great-grandparents, okay? So, we are Jew. I'm 100% Jewish. I'm so proud of my heritage. You th- Maisie Hirono thinks I'm a white supremacist? She does. So, so she's totally crazy. She's got her. Then she's got Tammy Duckworth, okay, who's just completely lost her mind and thinks that the statues of uh, of George Washington should be brought down. By the way, talking about a total lack of of liberal honesty and total lack of rationality. So okay, so when 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 our friend Tucker Carlson 
disagreed with Tammy Duckworth. They said, you cannot disagree with her because she served and oh, valiantly yes, served, right. and she lost both her legs and was thankful for her service. But so according to them, you, you cannot disagree with her because of her service. But hold on a second. So I, think that, can, I think there's somebody who outranks her, no? Right. So, exactly. I think there's a guy, he was like a general and like... Three stuff. Three stars. Right. He he led this thing, and it was called it, it was called the Revolutionary War, and his <laughs> name was George Washington. <laughs> right. His name was George Washington. I was thinking of Mike Flynn, my you colleague. You were thinking Flynn. I got three dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm going higher. I'm going higher. So she thinks. So so so, so Senator Duckworth thinks that you should you should consider breaking down the statues of George Washington, and that is somehow not beyond reproach. Okay. Okay. But what about this? What about this? Let's talk about triple standards, not double standards. Wasn't, uh, isn't there, a, I think she's a major, or maybe she's a light colonel by now. Isn't there a major in Congress um, from the state of Hawaii who's a Democrat, who is a combat veteran, who was called by the DNC, or at least by Hillary, a Russian agent, Boris? Yeah. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Our, How because, funny. Because she dared to stand up to the Clinton regime. Right. To the Clinton Combat dictator. veteran serving in the National Guard still. Yeah, it's, it's a total joke. All it's right. a total joke. But hold on. Before we go, i got to yes. ask you something. It's very important. It is, it's the he thinks he's qu- a co-host. He thinks he gets a, to ask me questions. It's a key question he's the that Baron. I've been pondering. The Baron's been thinking about this. The third person. <laughs> which, which cigar next? Uh, I'm on actually, vacation, and he's, photo- he's still sending me pictures of cigars, and me too sending them back. That's what we do. Related. How many cigars last week on vacation? Be honest. Really? Yes. None. Oh, come on. None. None on vacation? To be nice to, to, be nice to the missus? Because my brother-in-law wasn't there. And my brother-in-law is, and my son wasn't staying in the same house as us. And I don't. I very. I do sometimes when I've had a really tough day or I want to celebrate. I very rarely smoke by myself, and I I I, I like to have my buddies there. And my brother-in-law was working. He was on a deep uh, a, a distance. He went out uh, eight hours to to fish tuna, so he cool. was out, out on his boat. And my son was at our other uh, brother-in-law's house, so I didn't have a, I, didn't, I didn't have Boris with me. Well, I'm sorry I missed you. It's interesting, and and, and you know we like to talk about this work. It's a good time. It's interesting. Everybody's got their own ways. I actually prefer to smoke alone. I know. And the photographs, are, you, you are very happy. Okay. You're there with your, with your stogie. And you know why? Because there's so much interaction that we have <laughs> nonstop, <laughs> right? Nonstop. So wh- what I did last week in an undisclosed location yes. is I took a Monte Cristo too. You did. I cut it. I lit it up, and I went for a long walk. Does that work for you, walking and smoking? It worked, but I'll tell you this, it's a work, it's, it worked, and it's also, it's a workout. Oh, yeah. I very, re- I, this is one of maybe twice I've done it, but oh my goodness, it, 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 it gets to you. The nicotine gets to you. The nicotine the, gets the, to you. There's no doubt about it. Because they're oxygenating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, listen, you better be making up for it. You did a whole week of I vacation. I think after going to the White House today, you know what? My, my wife may be angry with me. I'm going to have a large stogie tonight. There you go. You deserve it. Congratulations. And congratulations you, again on the appointment. It's an honor to be your co-host and even a bigger honor to be your friend. All right. Can't wait to see you back in studio, but we Same. need to see you out on the road for the President of the United States. It's our old boss and our new boss. Follow him, Boris E.P. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This has been the battle for 1600.